Give us the stick, Princess Kenny. You don't want to go down like this, Beth. Welcome to the Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, your Seriously Pointless podcast about all your nerdy and geek things across the snow-capped mountains of Colorado, James. You might say it's about a sleepy mountain town. That's right. That just just wants to have a normal time, but it has a lot of really weird people living in it. It does. <laughs> That's right. Friends and family, we are talking about South Park and the Stick of Truth, the wonderful video game from Obsidian ubisoft and south park digital games studios um that's what we're gonna be talking about today james have you ever played this actually i have played through this one yes okay so that's kind of i got it when it first came out because i just had to i mean it's a gorgeous game uh for the simple fact of how simple it is and how much fun it is and how just how absurdly raunchy it is yes Gameplay mechanics wise, it's not a gem. No, it's it's fun, but it's not a gem. It's more because it's it's voice acted totally yep. by the, the South Park cast. Yep, it has a astounding number of references. Yep, and like David said, it has some very it's off, sort of raunchy and some off the wall bad, you know, bad taste type <laughs> things, but they're great. So, anyway, so before we get into it, I know uh, we've had a little bit of time before I, I've been able to talk to you for a while. It's, so, what have you been up to, man? Oh, the usual. <laughs> working, working, working. Working, working, more working. Uh, dying on Bising Isaac Repentance. There you go. I am still struggling with it. That's okay. Playing through Monster Hunter Rise. Soon, James, you will have world-class breaking, world-breaking world records soon. Soon, soon. soon. That's not your just, goal, right? Not just the record at which I can die. <laughs> <laughs> but soon I might get some of those hard-mode completion marks and it'll be good. I I so I kind of started watching somebody play it the other night because I was a little bored and it looks really fun. It started to scratch the itch a little bit and I was like, man, I was like, how do I get to how do I get to Jackie to tell her, hey, can I buy this or do I just buy it and then ask for forgiveness afterwards? <laughs> well, <laughs> considering she listens to this podcast, sometimes yes, I may not answer that. But it is easier to ask. You don't want to be. You don't want to be the uh, the little demon on my shoulder. I don't want to be complicit. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good question. So that's that's what might on my table a little bit. I kind of wanted to. Want, I wanted to figure out if I want to play it or not anytime soon. But because as far as I can tell, they have not announced a release date for no, consoles. Just, like maybe September or something. Yeah. Which I might just break down and end up buying it for the PC because. I haven't bought anything recently in the last, like, say, I've like, so I bought those two Mario games in the last, or the, the Mario uh, 3D Worlds, and then I also bought the Legend of Zelda Hyrule Warriors last month. So this month, I haven't really bought anything yet. Yeah. 
So that might be my $30 purchase for video games for this month. Actually, here's something we haven't talked about yet. There's an anime I've been watching that is kind of enjoyable. It's a kind nice, of? It's a nice de-stressing kind of show. It's not a complicated plot. It's just funny and, and relaxing. Wait, what is it? It's called Sleepy Princess and the Demon Castle. I have been watching. I've seen you put it on there, and I'm like a little problem. Like, this has to be Kelly. This has to be Kelly. And no, it's, it's not. It's both of us together. Actually, okay, that's acceptable. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty simple plot. The Demon King has captured a princess, yeah. and she is stuck at the Demon Castle and just wants to sleep. Hey. So she, like, breaks out of her cell and, you know, kills some sheep demons to make herself some cloth to make, like, a bed sheet with. That's actually really funny, actually, sounding. And then, like, the next episode might be that she suddenly decides she needs a sleeping potion or a water <laughs> bed or, or something else. Mm-hmm. Kind of sounds like an elevated princess in the pea kind of thing. Yeah, it's not going to win any Emmys, but it's cute. And after a hard day at work, sometimes that's just what you need. I completely agree. I've done it several times coming home from night or from off of a day shift. And Jackie's like, do you want to watch it? And I'm like, yes, yeah, something I don't have to think about. And it's usually like some kind of Marvel movie or something like that. Yeah, it's, Or if it, you want a real post-work indulgence, mm-hmm. you should watch the helpful Fox Senkosan, which is almost disturbing, actually. Maybe I will. <laughs> I, I will. It's like I said, there's so many things. If you have it on your uh, queue or your history, I'll, I, can pop, I, can pop, I can pop it on there. But yeah, that's the, I've actually trying to uh, what I've been playing. I was actually playing a little Halo. That, so I got I told you I got the Xbox Game Pass a while back, mm-hmm. and that's what I've been playing. I, so I got I downloaded the Master Chief Collection. I started. I haven't. So I have a confession to make, and I know you. I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever done it or not, but I have never played through all the Halo like main titles. So one through four, I think. No, I was just the kid who played the multiplayer like at the yeah. center, and, and we died a lot. And parties, yeah, we did die a lot. <laughs> We were like cannon, you know, cannon fodder, pretty much. Uh, what's but. the name of that purple tank thing, though? Talking about the scorpion tank? Uh, no, the no, one not scorpion. The it's one that's like the little the covenant. Uh, it's it's the covenant tank, but I cannot remember what it's called. It's, it's like, not like a tank tank. It's like a land speeder thing. Oh, there are. Um, yeah, it's basically just like the the equivalent of the warthog that they have on there. That's yes, like but their it's the covenant version. Yeah, and it floats and it has like, it shoots little layers. It's like a little favorite, aircraft. I got really good at running people. I know you did. That's I remember there were several times we'd be doing like land parties and I hear a I hear you hear I hear a oh and then you'd like die and you hear a, you hear I hear you laugh in the background and you're like you mother and like it's all because I wasn't like looking and I'm like somehow you like wiggled your way up into the rocks yeah just run over somebody I'm like I'm in the rocks like how did you get over and you're like. I will come after you no matter what, and this is the only way I can kill you. I I'm like, take you out, or you'll snipe me out from things. So. I was like, Jesus, man! <laughs> I was like, that was great, but yeah, that's what I've been doing because I haven't had time to do anything else between uh, the kids and or uh, yeah, Jackie and the kid and, and just work. You know, I that's yeah, that's how my been my life for the last few few days trying to power through that. But mm-hmm. but yeah, talking about like kind of a little bit old school games, South Park and the Sega Truth kind of holds a special place in my heart. You know. It does. It's a really cool game. So, kind of like we were saying, it, it it's it has that RPG element, and it's very much like a, a hex-based system whenever you play and things like that. But it actually had, from what I've gathered, um, you know, as much as we as much as we enjoy it, mm-hmm. it, it had a lot of like developmental issues, from what I've gathered. Yes. So I don't know if you if you how much you've read about it, but originally they 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 uh, so Trey Parker and Matt Stone are the, obviously the mm-hmm. creators of South Park, and they had had several other games uh, prior to this. They had 
Oh, the original South Park game for the 64, which was kind of a big flop, in my opinion. Yeah, and they had some serious issues because I they had lost creative control of a lot of those games. Yeah. They got developed by third parties. and They kind of just really kind of like went downhill fast. The finished fast. result just wasn't really South Park. It was it was either low-tier, low like low reset, low critical reception, or like middling tier where it's like, eh, this is a game. Yeah. You know, it's, Which is one thing that makes this one so amazing is like the entire like South Park town is lovingly recreated down to like the tiniest details. And so, yeah, that's what, that's what that's the biggest change. Whenever they started to develop this game, it's like you were saying is they had complete creative control over it, mm-hmm. and it was so much so that I believe it was uh, uh, I don't know if it was Matt Stone or Trey Parker, but one or the other. They wrote they when they wrote the script out for this. I don't think I had this on there, but they wrote something like five hundred pages for of this of just dialogue for this game i totally believe it that's the kind of people that they are they were just like oh my god we can actually do something with this and they're like blah, 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 verbal diarrhea essentially <laughs> and so for the equivalent of that that is essentially like a whole season of south park dialogue wise or like i think it was like something like seven or five it was like five uh uh south park movies that they made so oh <laughs> so that's a lot that's a lot of dialogue that they put in so Luckily, the 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 the, the uh, studio that was working on it um, at the time, uh, Obsidian was like, "Hey, you know, like we we're more than happy to help you guys with this, but you're gonna have to cut back on this. Like, there's there's no way we're gonna be able to like make this much of a video game. This is gonna be like an 80 hour video game <laughs> if you do this." Um, and I'm sure Trey Parker and were like, "What well, what's wrong with that kind of thing?" You know, and they're like, "Well." <laughs> Fluffy hasty. This is like a joke game. People aren't going to play it for eighty hours. Yeah, We're and then well, they probably didn't think it was going to be as big as it was, but so they kind of cut back a few things and they kind of started to develop it. But unfortunately, um, this, like you were saying, this this game kind of went through a little bit of development hell, from what I've gathered. Yeah, because I remember it was supposed to come out like way sooner, like uh, two thousand and fifteen, fourteen. I can't remember. Fourteen is when it released, and it was supposed to come out like in twenty thirteen or something. Yeah, it, let me look real quick. So it was okay. Yeah, it was, it was scheduled to come out in 2013, and actually didn't come out until 2017. Yeah, 2014, right? No, yeah, 2014. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I think 2017 is fractured buckle. I think. Yeah, so 2009 to 2014 was a five year cycle. Is what they had. So that's incredibly long for this kind of game. Especially so, for like, a, it's mostly cartoon animated. It's not like 3D. Yeah. It's not like an intense world. No. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially it's, it's a huge development cycle. For they me. essentially, from what they I've gathered, it's a simple game. Yeah, it's a simple game. They essentially what I did, what I found out was they they used a lot of the same graphics engines and a lot of the same uh, mechanics that they used to build the uh, TV show, mm-hmm. but they threw it into an, a little bit of an end uh, the, uh, I don't know if it wasn't on an real engine, but they threw it into an, an engine to kind of help, you know, moderate it a little bit and help, you know, mo- have it moving and things like that. So it really wasn't a huge stretch. The biggest stretch, what they came in with was after they started to develop it, they started to get censored by, uh, Ubisoft and not Ubisoft by uh, uh, Obsidian, but like, hey, you know, we can't make this because, like, as everybody knows, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, they like to stretch the bounds of what's tasteful. They you know? do what they want, generally speaking. Yep, and they've been at this point; they'd been around for since '93. They even committed like the ultimate faux pas on a comedy show, which was depicting the Prophet Muhammad. Can't do that, you know. 
They did. I'm going to say this right now. If you the can, Super Best Friends episode, which to this day is actually very hard to get a copy it of. It really is. Like It, it's it been, aired, but it's been censored to hell. <laughs> absolutely, which I think it was ridiculous. I think, you know, I'm, my opinion is, if they can have a pilot where Jesus uh, fights Frosty the Snowman and cuts his head off with a halo, I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. Fair is fair. Everyone needs to go out and have a little... You can, if you can, make fun of everybody else. Make fun of everybody else. You, know, you got to be able to poke fun a little bit, in my opinion, so... But anyway, so like as they go through this, they kind of start getting censored a little bit. And they're like, well, this is BS. And from what I also gathered, as apparently Obsidian actually uh, filed for bankruptcy. That's what had happened. Yeah. And they had to take them to court, from what, I, from what I remember, to try to get the game finished. Yeah, to get the rights to the game so they could finish it. Yeah. And I was just like, that's... that's and that's essentially the main reason why it got pushed back so many times. It probably would have been out in a couple of years, honestly. I would think so. And this is a story we've talked about a lot before where, especially when you're dealing with these kind of games that are based on an already established IP. Yeah. Is that just keeping control of it and making it your baby is hard. It's very hard. Like uh, we've talked about this before for Psychonauts. Yeah. And talking about a sequel. I mean, and what other, it was at least one more game we've talked about where the same thing happened. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, even just like the last episode we did with the Super Mario RPG, trying to have Squaresoft. Squaresoft has like had a like tight grip over the distribution rights of that game, like hardcore. (laughs) So, and it's been interesting as we've done this podcast to realize how many of these games that we all are like, why don't they just re-release this? They could make a million bucks. Well, it's because like three different studios own the rights to it, and and they can't agree. It's tangled up in you know, this legal mumbo jumbo that it's literally like some tiny little like paragraph on a, in a contract somewhere oh, yeah. that's like, Nope, you can't distribute this unless we say it, you can. And if you do, we get half the profits and whoever the big company who owns the IP is like, I'm not willing to give up that. Well, it's like, why do you think the donkey Kong games just reappeared all of a sudden? It's yep. Because rare got bought out finally. Yep. It's which like, is, yeah. which I'm, a, I'm okay and with, you know, donkey Kong world one through three is on the switch. <laughs> thank, thank God. I actually started playing. That's another one I started playing. I, I admit that. So I actually started playing Donkey Kong uh, World uh, Two. I think that's what it was. It is. It is. I just like playing it because I like that kind of that kind of thing. But anyways, I'm really hoping they start doing a um, really random side note here. Um, I kind of hope they throw a 64 emulator on uh, on the Switch. That would be really fun to play. That would be really awesome. Problem no. is, I don't know if they would want to. I don't know if they'd be willing. And I don't to. know how much work is involved in it or not. I mean. I know the Super Mario 3D All-Stars yeah. has 64 games, so they've yeah. clearly already written an emulator because that game yeah. is blatantly just ripped off the ROM. <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's ripped off on the end, so the thing is... Which they is pro- fine, because yeah. that's exactly what it said it was going to be on the 10. Yeah. Um, whether or not they do that or not would be interesting, because I would love to play some Star Fox 64, because I remember that Star game Fox finally... 64 was... Uh, we should do that episode about it. Was, it was cherished. <laughs> it was cherished, to say the least. But anyways, so... Uh, getting back into the thing, they so obviously over time they they're able to wrest control uh, back from Obsidian, and they were able to get them to try to finish the game um, over time. But this is with significant delays, and eventually Ubisoft is able to uh, publish the game in 2000, and uh, uh, I believe we said it was 14. If I remember right, this is 13. I apologize. This is one of the first like Ubisoft exclusive games for their PC Ubisoft store. Because I remember for this game, I had I was really upset that I couldn't just use yeah. my Steam account. I had to download the Ubisoft launcher. Oh, sweet Jesus. Don't and get me started with that. There was them. a bunch of Ubisoft DLC and stuff, you know, BS. in with it. And 
I'm sure it was just it was just Trey Parker Mastoyne saying finally, like we don't care, we just want to get our game published. We're just gonna get it out there. Yeah, and who cares what what engine or what yeah. uh, what publisher has it? Yeah, but because like Assassin's Creed is locked behind that, and I think that the PC yep. version of Dishonored is locked behind that too. And I just hate the Ubisoft store. It is. It's so it, it's better now. So after it was weird. So Bethesda actually bought out obsidian and all the kind of titles and stuff that they had mm-hmm. so Dishonored actually came with them well since microsoft bought out bethesda and all the subsequent companies it is now on the xbox game pass so you can get one dishonored one and two on there as well, well maybe i should boot my xbox 360 back up don't well. don't do it uh pay the 15 dollars on xbox live on xbox um not xbox live online okay, you can do it on, the on the pc yeah. i play it on my pc all the time mm-hmm. looks gorgeous Okay, oh, I, I will do that. And it's it's totally worth the fifteen dollars because you have an entire Bethesda catalog. You can play you can play the new Fallout. You play out Fallout Four, um, which eh, you can do seventy six, which is kind of okay. I like it. It's a nice little multiplayer mm-hmm. run around camp building thing. Uh, you have Doom. You have a ton of little indie indie games. You have uh, Pillars of Eternity, uh, Dead Fire, the new one that just came out uh, probably about a year and a half ago. That the critical role folks helped have a head of finger in. Like mm-hmm. Matthew Mercer basically narrates the whole thing, along with um oh, who is the lady? She's blonde. She was in Avengers and she was also in uh I want to say The Last of Us. She was another voice actor. She's uh, she played the Cleric last game and now she's playing the big barbarian gal. I know who you're talking about, but I said I can't remember her name for the life of me. Ashley. Ashley, um no. I can't remember her name, but yeah, she's yeah. really nice. But she's she's actually narrates a bunch of it. It's, I started playing that game. If you like good heavy like RPG, you can tell Matt Mercer was just like, "Let me help write the script," and I'm like, <laughs> "Thank you, Jesus." This, so if anything, you know, like I said, he the man is very good at narrating. But anyways, so yeah, check it out if you want. Yeah. It's an asshole thing. If not, you can try mine and see if you like it. So. Yeah. That's right. Maybe I will. Um, so anyway, so eventually this game is is gets the green light um, after they uh, Ubisoft gets the publishing rights and things like that for it, and it is released for in early 2013 uh, for the Xbox, uh, Windows, uh, Xbox 360, Microsoft Windows, and PlayStation 3 at the time. So and that was one of the big kind of selling points I remember for them trying to do a game that they had creative control of from, from what I was remember reading reading and watching was that these new consoles had come out and they had higher fidelities, higher graphics and things like that. And they're like, Hey, we can make a game that looks a lot more like our it looks like South Park. looks like South Park. And it's not this three kind of looking thing because they, like you said earlier, we they had done a couple other ones, but most of them were just like either like tower defense games or like just kind of had lower, lower level graphics. It, it just, just didn't, didn't have the feel like the show, but being that, being that as is made, the fact that they were able to get their creative control of this game, they just knocked it out of the ballpark mm-hmm. from what I, from what I remember. So do you remember the, the basic story of the game that they, they were able since, since it's, they were allowed to, a, to go buck wild, essentially a tortuous story. So <laughs> to say the least. exactly. It so it starts out, with uh there's like a lord of the rings slash game of thrones type struggle going on over That's the right. stick of truth which is like the all-powerful artifact and the kids are playing this game where there's two camps there's like a camp of elves and then there's a camp with uh princess kenny and the wizard cartman that's right and the player takes the spot of the 
quote unquote new kid. That's your name. That's right. You and are you're the new you're kid. affectionately named douchebag. Yes. <laughs> that is your <laughs> the vast majority of the voice acting just calls you douchebag. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Even if, even know? if you even if you so it's a little tidbit I remember. Even if you type in a name. They were like, okay, you are douchebag. And it's yeah. like, what? Trevor's like, yeah, I'm going to call you douchebag. That's <laughs> like, you fucking dickheads. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. But yeah, you, you're you the new kid in town, and Cartman takes you in. You have to join his team, of course. Yep, obviously. And you have to pick your uh, class first, if I remember right. And that was the first thing. You have, like, yeah. And so the classes they had, they had the really interesting kind of thing. Like, well, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say interesting, but it's. Well, <laughs> actually, no, I remember right. Before we get to that part, do you remember the character creation menu? I'm trying to remember. Is it so you kind of have like your character creation, and they have a slider bar between whiteness and blackness? Are you sure it's not in the second one? That's in the second one. You're right. I was just like, because the harder it actually, it's the it's the difficulty level is the skin color, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that holy, bar. I was like, holy shit. I mean, it's true, but wow. <laughs> yeah, for real. I was just like, I was like, just right, right there. They're just like not not pulling any punches, but yeah, so. <laughs> On the second one, but so yeah, they 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 set that up where you can kind of do the, yeah, the character control. Yeah. I think you can be a mage, you can be, be a, a, warrior. a warrior. There's a rogue. Oh, sorry. Here you go fighter, thief, mage, and then of course Jew. the Jew, because why not? It's just like, and that's just like, oh, and it's funny. Um, what was it? He calls it. If you pick the Jew, you get to learn this, the ancient art of jujitsu. That's right. <laughs> because why not? It's just like, it's like. I just wanted. So to, I had to play as the Jew. I don't know. About you, I definitely I, did. I, mean, I feel I, like ninety percent of the people probably did. To be fair, though, too, it's like I didn't really know what like what like actual class it would fall under. But I was just <laughs> like, I'm like, this is funny. I'm like, I have to, I have to play this. <laughs> so obviously, you you get to pick your character at the initial uh, initial start of things, and you you kind of start uh, the whole thing is it carbon basically says you know we have to find the stick of truth to yeah. help battle the elves essentially and it starts out with kind of pretty much straight out of the, the three episode special that the show did on this topic yeah you're doing some missions for them you're like trying to go after the elves mm-hmm. and then the whole thing just spirals out of control absolutely in the end it really doesn't revolve around the stick they do let you get it at the very end but it's just like wtf guys like well it is about the stick though i mean that's what princess kenny betrays the entire group to get don't start with me it's just it's oh it was a little hard i was like how are you gonna do me like that princess kenny how are you gonna do me like that it's just like princess kenny <laughs> sorry that's i i if you guys haven't watched the episode where it's princess kenny becomes a national japanese icon yes. essentially it's it's Oh my god! I just uh, this is a great show, but anyways, she um, has her own magical girl theme song and transformation. That, that's right, she does. It's it's phenomenal. Anyways, so as they kind of go along, they they uh, they go and find the stick of truth. They basically uh, they um, let me read this real quick. So the elves attack Koopa Keep and take the stick. Uh, Cartman banishes Clyde from the group, failing to defend the stick from the elves. So that's originally they had the stick. With the help of Cartman's best warriors, Douchebag recovers the stick from Jimmy. That night, Douchebag and several town residents are abducted by aliens. So you can already tell that it's just going off. Like you said, it's just, just like going off the rails because you're getting to where you think, okay, the game's about over. This was fun. Yeah. It's like, and now there's aliens. It, it's, <laughs> a, it's been, I played for about an hour and a half. I'm like, yeah, this is a little short. I'm like, but maybe, maybe it's just a short game. They're just getting their toes wet. No, mm-hmm. no. 
you get abducted along with Randy Marsh. And there's a whole scene of you just sitting there and they just anal probe the shit out of Aunt Randy. And he is they just, <laughs> and he is just not even like phased by it anymore. He's like, so uh, what brings you up here today? You're just like, uh, uh, uh. So yeah, I'm going to put this out here before we get too deep in this. If you're a child of significantly younger age than we are, big adult warning for the whole episode or if you're just a decent human being in general <laughs> which i am not i'll put that out there <laughs> james is my lifeline for this for this uh for being decent at this point wow, I mean, i'm doing this episode with you too so okay fine then we're both awful people we'll put it out there <laughs> i mean i will say at one point in the show you have to perform an abortion on a homosexual man's butthole yeah to kill a to, to disarm a nuclear weapon just just throwing that out there my God, it's yeah. It's like I said. This this whole game just spirals out of control. There's an entire subplot involving underpants gnomes. Oh my God, that was <laughs> yes. I remember. God, you're, I haven't played this game in like and, five uh, years, and, and I'm one just of like the scenes with the underpants gnomes. You have to walk through your parents' bedroom while they're having sex. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Not to mention the times where you go into Cartman's mom's bedroom and you and you find all his paraphernalia, and it's just like. What was it in? What I think was, actually the best weapon in the game you can find there. It's the giant purple vibrating dildo. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It is. <laughs> and the, I was so I I was since I was watching the video. I remember of the gameplay. It was great. So they actually had uh, the whole uh, when you go in there, Butters starts talking to you. If you have Butters out as your mm-hmm. as your friend, he goes, "Oh, this is this is where Cartman says his mom makes uh, makes uh, magic." Uh, she had met, she made lots of magic here last night. She made magic with uh, three other guys. She made magic with her mouth. She made magic with her hands. And she's like, she made magic with her butt. And I'm like, oh fuck! Oh, no. I was just like, what? What is the key to it? Like who? Who puts that? Like who takes the time like to write up that dialogue? Talking oh. about dialogue. Do you remember the scene where Jimmy literally stutters for like a solid minute while you're trying to get information yes. from him, and you're just like. Just, and then I'm just like, oh my god! Like they're doing this just to piss you off. They are. They're quite deliberately. <laughs> oh my god! This is. It was just a great game overall, but just from the dialogue. So you're about just un- just douchebaggery there. And so, <laughs> like you said earlier. <laughs> Is you go through the town and you get to run into all these amazing characters that they've built mm-hmm. for the whole season. You run into the, the, like you said, we run into the aliens that you see in the first up, ep- the very first episode. They throw them in there. You meet the goth kids. You meet, um, you meet, uh, who else is there? You meet Randy. You meet these government agents. You meet the government agents. You can go to the uh, the pot store is later on. That's in the second one. Yeah. You get to meet you meet uh, Jim uh, Jimbo and uh, uh, what's Four his name? Them. Uh, the priest is there. The priest is there. You meet all these people there, and it's it's you actually even fight the uh, the woodland uh, critter friends. Yes, that are have sat- basically satanic roots, and <laughs> or is that one in the second game? No, that's in the first one. They have, yeah. You run into, you run into the. No, you run into them in the first one. The second game is whenever Santa helps you fight them. That's right. Yeah, they they appear in both games. It's so good. It's it's just phenomenal. So yeah, like I said, they shove they shove so much I, lore. I, I hate just I hate to call it that, but I mean essentially. At it's, one point, I think there was the government facility where they were pretending to build a Taco Bell. Yes. That contained a mysterious green substance. That yeah. whenever it gets broken, 
starts a zombie plague. Yes. And the zombies somehow become Nazi zombies. And so get, get and then you're in the abortion clinic learning how to commit learning how to perform an abortion on Randy, who is dressed up like a female hooker and for some yes. reason wants an abortion. Yes, and somehow he does. And then there are Nazi zombie fetuses trying to kill you. So quick little and you start getting weapons that have yeah. like bonuses against Nazi zombie fetuses. <laughs> it's just like, like what have I done? You're making me ki- you're like so you made them Nazis to try to make me feel better. So I'm killing fetuses. And I'm like, what is this? So really weird, like sidebar on that. Mm-hmm. They took actual audio audio of Hitler's like speeches and put it in the game. Yeah. So you can hear it. It's like in the background of like every Nazi scene. Yes. Every time they like that, the baby or the zombie does like a little spe- like a little like sound bite. It's literally Hitler like doing a, a rally yeah, it's or a that, speech. It's from that rally that they always show like. That. Yeah. And he started he's getting all really animated like he does in all of them. But yeah. And I was just like when I learned that, I was like, I was like, they didn't fucking do that, did they? They Yeah, they did. They, they totally did. freaking they did, did that. Actually, Hitler's voice. Yes. I was like, you guys are awful like this is great though because it's funny because like as you kind of like play this you're just like nothing is sacred for them for this game absolutely nothing and it's like if we can slap that m rating on there you know what we're gonna go with it the thing i just really love that we already kind of mentioned this is like when you're getting to the end of this there's a nazi zombie plague the governments come in and you're Mm -hmm. fighting the government too and then you end up on the top of this tower at the very end you fight the final boss yep and then the final boss is like, but wait, there's more. <laughs> there's always more. And it just keeps going. And then it is revealed that Princess Kenny has orchestrated this entire series right. of events so she can claim the stick of truth. Yep. And then you have to fight Princess Kenny, who up until this point has been a character you can use on your team. Yes. And just randomly, like, if you have them on your team, it's just like, oh, flips over. And it's just like, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like they just threw that in there, shoehorned it in there just to like be like, hey, we're going to make this happen because we want to. And I'm like, you sons of bitches. I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> but yeah, so like you said, that's kind of what it kind of ends up falling down to is like, we have that big battle at the end with Kenny being the main bad guy. And you end up, you know, finding the stick of truth and you you have to decide whether, uh, I, no, they don't, they don't give you the choice. You end up throwing the stick into the, into the pond. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Because it's literally just... It's, it's too powerful. It's too powerful. It's literally a twig. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, like, it's just a twig. But, you know. Okay. It's but, time for the kids to play superhero next. Exactly. And that's why I was just like, my God. It's... Yeah. So it was it was a great game overall. So game mechanic-wise, um, it didn't really throw anything crazy new into the mix. But it was... No, it's, it's pretty much like your basic turn-based yeah. RPG. Like, a la... Old school square Final Fantasy type stuff. Yeah. You only have two party members instead of three. Mm-hmm. And honestly, most of the fights are pretty easy if you know just the basics of that style yeah. of game. Pretty much just rock the butters plus new kid combination. Pretty much. Because butters can heal. That's right. He can heal and he can turn into what is it like? It's not. Is he turned into Dr. Chaos as his yeah, big he can special? Turn into Professor Chaos. Professor Chaos. That's what it was. That's his special ability. I think yeah. Cartman can uh, cast Fireball by. Letting rip a giant fart. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> so that's one of the great <laughs> things. What does Stan do? I don't remember all their all, the, all their abilities. Kind of, he had an ultimate as well. And Princess Kenny summons a plague of rats to eat her and the enemy together. Yeah. So Kenny has. To, it's funny. She has to die, but she doesn't really like die. Die, but it's funny. <laughs> it's it's just one of those things. But um, but yeah, they they really kind of like 
push the envelope a little bit. It, mostly it's it's they push the envelope with the content and not with it, like the game mechanics. I've noticed here, like you said, it's it's very basic RPG stuff. You've got an inventory, you go around town, you have an open area level. Areas get opened up as you progress through the game okay. and things like that. There are collectibles you can find throughout the, uh, throughout the game. I think there are Pokemon you can find in this game. In this game, game it's, it's in Pokemon. In um, the second game, it's, it's, it's collections of, of Yaoi, Yaoi which, which is hilarious. But... Which, if you want to know what Yaoi is, look, friends and family, ask you can... Yeah, or if you're an adult, go figure it out still on your own. Your yeah, still ask your parents. Because I'm pretty sure if I asked my dad what Yaoi was, he'd be like, well, is that, is that some goddamn Japanese stuff? And I'm like, yes, dad, it is definitely Japanese. I'll leave it at that. That's the appropriate response. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that's it's it, it is phenomenal from what I've gathered. And, and like I said, it was so well received from what I remember is that it actually pretty quickly started production on the second one. Yeah, because the second one came out, I want to say just a year or two later. Yeah. But they obviously reused a lot of the assets for it. Because oh, yeah, they absolutely. Already had, they already had a town made and everything else. Yeah, and, and they, they actually, that's that one, from what I've gathered, was uh, that was a, a South Park Fresher Brought Hold, and that kind of delves more into the superhero genre. This is basically like straight of a, we like Lord of the Rings. Here's Lord of the Rings. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it was coming out like right when uh, like Game of Thrones was really big, and the Lord of the Rings movies were a bit more recent at that point, so mm-hmm. it was just a big thing. Yeah, so it, I had a... Uh, I oh, had there a, was a whole sub-quest where you had to go to Canada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So let's talk about that real quick. That was great. Um, little little tidbits before we get into the final stuff of it. So Canada, if you when you have to, you go to war to, with Canada essentially. Yes, and so you have, have to like invade Canada. Invade Canada, and when you go there, it goes into a sixteen bit style, like a sixteen bit like classic Final Fantasy. Style Absolutely, thing. and it's kind of like a like you go to each town. There's an overworld map, and it's hello, different. bud. Would you like to buy my wares? <laughs> It's just like, what is this? And the, as you go through, it's kind of like a snub down to kind of like them. They've always made fun of like uh, Canada because even in like the TV show, a nice comparison is when you look at Canadian, the Canadian characters and the mm-hmm. and the American characters, the American characters are so much more animated and the Canadian ones are so downgraded. They're like literally their face just goes up and down. It's like, their, their head is literally divided into two segments and it rises up and down. And that's kind of like them just kind of playing off that a little bit in the game. They literally like, we're not going to give this as good a graphics as, as the other game. <laughs> the other part of the game. Or mentioning Canada versus the regular area, the classic episode. Where the Canadian devil and the like American devil have a fight. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so, what do you think about it, buddy? Eh? Eh? What do you think about it? <laughs> they just kind of like start fighting, and I'm like, this is good stuff. But yeah, they, they like I said, they, they throw all these amazing little tropes in there, and it's more of a, like I said, it's it's a more of a, can, how far can they push the envelope throughout the whole game? And they do a great job. They do, and that's something I was wondering is because I think part of the South Park comedy style is about pushing envelopes. It's about talking about topics that are not generally talked about. It no. boundaries like a lot of good comedy does. Yeah. And uh, I was worried about how that would translate to a game, and it translates really well. Yeah. It's really like playing an episode of South Park. I mean, a I really, think, really long episode yeah, of South Park. The, the game mechanics themselves are pretty simple, and honestly, mm-hmm. without the South Park veneer, it would probably be pretty boring. Yeah. But with it being a hundred percent voice act and it's such a loving recreation of the thing. If you Absolutely. like South Park, the show, you will love the game. If Absolutely. You if you don't like the show, then you're going to hate the game. 
Exactly. And I, I, like I said, I've been a fan for years yeah, and awesome. every, even, even with things that kind of like irked me a little bit and like in real life, I, if they, if they made fun of it in the show, I was still like, okay, that's funny. You know, it's, it's from a satirical, you know, viewpoint. And I get that. Well, And that's one thing too. And, and yeah, by, I obviously don't agree with the South Park creators on a lot of their points yes. that they make. There are lots of things they say and do, which are frankly repugnant, but the fact that they make fun, they've done a really good job over the years of making fun of everyone. Yeah. Equally. Yep. Most of their humor does have a point. Yes. Some of it is just, you know, just there to be terrible, but <laughs> <laughs> those are the, those are the weeks where they're like, ah, we're just going to throw out a bunch of fart jokes and, and well, dick like, jokes. Like whenever like Cartman eats Scott Timmerman's parents, like there's no, there's no, no higher, rhyme or reason for there's it. There's no higher criticism of culture going on. Yes, there, uh, but... do, do you like that soup, Scott? Does that taste pretty good? That tastes like your parents. Radiohead like, shows up and goes, "Oh man, this kid's pathetic. He's crying." <laughs> just like, what is this? <laughs> no, no reason behind it whatsoever. But yeah, it's it was like I said, it, this was just a kind of a, a a great game. And I some it borders on the level of like masterpiece a little bit. It's not quite there. It's definitely a very good game. It's a very would, good game. Yeah, as a piece of art, it's very very good. Yes, I say as a video game, it's bad, but as a piece of art, it's great. Yeah, I, I that's like I said, if you, if you like the South Park show, you'll love the game to death. Absolutely, you really should pick it up. So uh, obviously, general reception of it. Um, let me let me let me put this. So it after after all of that stuff coming up, it uh, looks like Metacritic got it eighty five okay. out of hundred. Yeah, okay. Um, Ubisoft has shipped uh, 5 million copies as of 2016 and in the 2012 Game Critic Awards it was named the best role playing yep. game which is a generous assessment of its genre <laughs> <laughs> probably not a lot came out that year so let's let's leave it at that so. well there was a dearth of good RPGs for a long time but yeah, I used to be making a resurgence again recently. I'm I'm really excited because, like I said, between this between this coming out, I think this kind of like gave people a little bit of hope, saying like, "Hey, you know, you can make a decent RPG that has a very good story and has these basic basic RPG elements behind it, and it's still a good game." From what I've gathered, um, and I kind of kind of you kind of see that in a few other games that have come out, like say. Um, like here's a good example, Moonlighter. That's got some pretty decent RPG elements it's got to it. Some RPG elements to it. Um, or Game even Eight came out a few years ago. Yeah, that was pretty that good. That was a good one. I'm trying to think of anything uh, else that actually has some decent RPG elements into it. That. Oh, there was one on the Xbox Store a little while back. I yeah, what it was called. It was pretty much a classic RPG. But still, though, you can still have these very basic RPG elements and kind of like. If you have a good setting, good content behind it, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be well well received, Mm -hmm. even if it kind of goes through a little bit of development hell, possibly, and moves on from there. But and like I said, that's that's kind of why I like these games so much. So, um, but anyways, that is kind of our assessment of the game, James. Let me ask you this: Um, Would you recommend this to anybody? I know I would recommend this to any adult who likes the South. Show. <laughs> okay we'll, we'll say that it's, it is it is a fun experience yeah and i would i would recommend this to anybody that like you said as well between that age of like probably i would say between like 17 and up that's what i would classify at, least, pos- yeah. at least maybe with parents you know if they're cool with that um i would recommend that's kind of my thing so 
I think that's going to be a little segment we're going to put on the end. It's like, would you recommend this to anybody? You know, start doing that. That'd be kind of fun. I think that would be great. So, um, but yeah, so obviously this is a recommend. This is I'm going to give this a a, a whopping. Maybe we'll get a star system or star like we're going to be an out of five type of group or like an out of ten type. Of group. Oh my god, maybe we're going to come up with our own our own system. What what system do you think we should have like for rating? I don't know. We'll give this one. Um, I don't know. Five farts out of five. I don't five know. fart. Let's do five fart. Yeah, we'll do farts. So I'm going to give this a a total of I'm going to give this a total of. 3.89 farts out of five. <laughs> it's not a silent but deadly. Maybe it's... <laughs> it's definitely a wet one. It's more of like a... Yeah, it's like a wet one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this guys. Is, this is a real underpants squelcher of a, of a game. Yeah, we're just packing all the humor in the end. I mean, it's just... It's just a full diaper of, of oh. just humor. <laughs> God, this was bad. <laughs> I'm going to apologize to anyone that's made it this far in this episode that has to be with this right now. I think most people have given up already. It's probably, you know. <laughs> but anyways, guys, I hope you liked the episode, James. For like, Thank you for coming by and, and kind of sharing this game with me a little bit, um, especially since it's been almost a decade since this game's come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you guys haven't seen this game or haven't played it, go check it out on the Steam store, you know, wherever it's at. I, it's relatively cheap now from what i've got i think it's only like 10 bucks maybe yeah, and it goes on sale regularly regularly for way cheaper than like six or seven dollars even so check it out enjoy it um with your parents permission if you're younger mm-hmm. <laughs> if you like it the sequel is even better it's even better and it's abruptly the same price now it's been out for long enough it's it's pretty good so uh jared from subway is one of the bosses in the second game that's right he is that one out there? it's creepy to <laughs> it say the least creepy. it's to say the least so <laughs> But yeah, it, it gets even better. But anyways, um, guys, if you liked this episode, just hit us up on uh, social media. Tell us you liked it. Hit that like and surprise, sub- subscribe button and um, give us a positive review or a negative review. If you think this is a dumb episode, let us know. If you like this episode, also let us know. Um, if you like, want us to go over anything specific, like you say, you want us to go over My Little Pony's Princess's Magic from 1980s, let us know. May not get there very quickly, but we will try. We so. have no that's true we are slaves to the system so um james i just want to say thanks for coming by today and going over this one guys uh we're gonna head out all right have a wonderful day guys bye if you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our youtube channel at seriously pointless conversations if you have questions or concerns please email us at seriously pointless convo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.